Hello, I'm Joshua Vickery. And I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. On this show, we are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who are shaping our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we introduce you to guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart, with a capital A-R-T. Yes, hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm very much looking forward to today's show. It's not yeah. only about the arts, but it's an important show. Yeah, it's it's important and it's imperative for us to talk about this and get this out today. And, you know, you and I, are, we, we just celebrated our, this is our 112th episode mm-hmm. of the show. Mm-hmm. We were very excited about the 100th episode and it, we didn't even know it had already flown by <laughs> us. I don't know if we said this last week or not, but we said, let's find out when our 100th is and do something special. And then last week was our 111th episode. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so it just flew oh, well. right by. Hey, time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, yeah. Now tell everyone about why this show in particular is compelling and important, because we know it is. Yeah, of course. Well, you know, we've had the the privilege and the honor of having so many wonderful organizations and art leaders on on the show and to learn about their mission and their impact and, and what they're doing in our community. But of course, all of that takes funding, mm-hmm. right? We we need the dollars to be able to make these programs happen to make them accessible to everyone in Central Florida and and in the state of Florida. And so one of those revenue streams or one of those ways of funding is through the government, whether that be through our city or through our county or through our state or even on the national level. So today we're talking about the importance of the state arts funding. And uh, this is really important because we took a major cut last year. I remember that. We did a couple of shows on that. We have, and and we hear about it all the time. Every time we have someone on the show, they reference the state arts Mm -hmm. uh, because everybody felt it, right? It was a big deal. It means jobs and it means uh, less children getting instruments to use and classes to take. All of those things, Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just, it's about, it it boils down to economic impact, right? If if the state isn't putting the money into us, then that's less than we can give back out. It's Mm -hmm. just you know, kind of simple math for me, uh, but it really uh, has affected a lot of our organizations in, in a major way. And so uh, a few weeks ago, we hosted um, Vicki Landon from the Orlando Repertory Theater, who mm-hmm. would have loved to have been here today, partnered with um, Representative Ana Escamani and Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith to have a state of arts funding forum. And we had a packed room and we had uh, cultural leaders who sat on a panel and talked about what it meant to have that money uh, cut from their from their budgets. Mm. And it was really, really impactful and moving to hear that. Was there a compact, uh, impactful story that was that was compelling that uh, sticks out in your mind that you wouldn't mind sharing? Real well, quick? I just I, I, maybe not something specific, but I think for each one of those organizations, it did mean something different, whether mm-hmm. it was cutting a certain program, it was looking at the way that they, you know, staffed the organization, whether it was certain uh, concerts that they might have to eliminate. Mm. Each organization has to look at that, but that that cut and and decide where that's going to happen because this uh, state funding is a lot of operational support. You know, mm. when you look at grants, you look at funding. A lot of times, it's for very specific things, right? You are you can have this grant to create this specific program, mm-hmm. and those are allocated dollars. And for state dollars, a lot of it is just general operating support. That's how we use use the money. So you are 
are able to kind of decide where those cuts should whether land. Whether you need more music or whether you need to hire another person on staff. Yeah, okay, yeah, same. yeah. So for us, it was for our orchestra department and how mm-hmm. we spent that money, whether it be on music or staffing or the venues, mm-hmm. it didn't matter. So it, as we got that cut, we had to look at our orchestra program and go, where are we going to spend less dollars? Mm. So it is a very important thing for our organizations. So today we have three leading voices on this conversation. Yes, we do. What an honor. Yeah, truly. So we have in the room uh, Flor Maria Garcia, my dear friend and president and CEO of United Arts, who has led um, state and local arts agencies across the country. And she's on the show today. Welcome, Flo Maria. Welcome, Welcome back. to you. Thank you for having me again. Of course. It's always an honor to have you on the show. We had you on the TV show and several times, times here, on yeah. the radio show. So you're a VIP. And then we also have Representative Anna V. Escamani, who <laughs> is just an absolute delight and joy to be around and is a rock star in Tallahassee right now <laughs> and has really taken up um, this arts funding conversation and, and really put her her feet and her time uh, to what she's saying and really helping us. So Welcome, Representative Escamani. Thank you, Joshua. It's an honor to be here. Yay. And then also we have Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith. You could say that better than I can. You say it, Flo Maria. Carlos Guillermo Smith. Yes. <laughs> Thank you very so much. much Just like Beautiful. when you say Valencia, you sound you say so much better than I do. But Representative Smith also has uh, is doing such great work on this arts funding conversation. Helped us to host this forum and is as having meetings and and conversations on our behalf up in mm-hmm. Tallahassee. So welcome, Representative Smith, welcome, to the conversation. Carlos. And Carlos is in a car right now, Thank listeners. You all. Yeah. So are you coming yeah. back from Tallahassee? I'm heading back from a busy uh, interim committee week up here in the Florida Capitol back to my uh, home district in East Orlando near the University of Central Florida. Thank you mm-hmm. so much for having me on the show to talk about arts and culture and, and state funding and the whole shebang. I'm just super excited to be here with you all and with Representative Eskamani, who is my my sister in the struggle for arts funding. <laughs> yeah, it's, your struggle is for sure. Um, so, uh, Carlos, let's just throw it right back to you and, and maybe tell us again, give us a shout out to the people that you do, do serve here in Central Florida and let us know why you have joined this conversation. Why is arts funding important to you? Sure. Well, you know, the district that I represent is uh, the East Orlando uh, Union Park, UCF, Lake Ticket, and Rio Pinar area in the Florida House of Representatives. And as someone who uh, personally is a, is a huge fan of arts and cultural programs, just how they impact um, our daily lives, how they impact the local economy, and how they just make Central Florida in particular and Orlando a better place to live, I was very, very disappointed by last year's funding cuts from the state, and uh, and I saw firsthand what the what the impact was on a lot of a lot of programs and uh, and a lot of um, a lot of things that I really really care about. Um, and I know that as a, as a as a member of the Florida legislature, that we don't have a lot of 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 advocates or lawmakers in Tallahassee that make it a point to focus on the arts and mm. cultural programs and the importance of fully funding um, the Department of Cultural Affairs uh, matching grant program. Um, I'm, I'm super excited that I now have a fellow champion and representative, Anna Eskamani, uh, to help champion the cause. Uh, but what we're finding is in elevating this conversation with uh, fellow lawmakers, both Democrat and Republican, is that other 
kind of closet supporters of the art cultural <laughs> programs, if you will, are are coming out and uh, and and sharing their experience with the arts and how they also see this as a big priority. So we're finding who those people are in our advocacy and our conversations, and uh, this is a big priority for for my legislative agenda, uh, certainly uh, in the next couple of years, but also as long as I'll be serving uh, in public office uh, using my role to make sure that we are, are advocating for, for government funding for these programs. And, mm. and that's kind of an important part of the conversation is educating people on why, uh, you know, what the, what the need is to use taxpayer money to fund these programs and the number of jobs that they create and, and you know, the over $4 billion economic uh, impact uh, that it has in our state. So I look forward to, to diving in deep on those issues with you on the show. Yeah. And Representative Smith, I can just say this uh, from firsthand experience. When I was able to speak at the local delegation meeting, it was a very arts friendly and a very mm-hmm. art supportive group of people who are representing us here in Central Florida and both Representative Eskamani and you uh, really are leading that charge and setting the temperature for that that group of, of, of people who are representing us. So so thank you for that. So Representative Eskamani, give a shout out to who you who you represent here in Central Florida <laughs> and and why have you joined this conversation? Oh, thanks so much. I mean, this is this is my hometown. I'm born and raised in Orlando. I went to public school K through twelve, um, and the arts has played a big role in my life. In um, what way? Well, my mom actually passed away to cancer when I was 13 years old. Mm. So I was um, going into high school, not only knowing how I would navigate life without a mom. And that's when I found high school theater Mm. um, at University High School. And it was actually uh, the musical Carousel that I first saw as a freshman that just brought me into this world. And um, I started getting involved in my high school theater program as a techie. So I was Mm. always in my blacks doing (laughs) props, costumes, set pieces, and that was my home. That was my mm. safe space for three years, and um, I want to. I want to make sure every kid in this great state has that that option, has that experience, has a place where they can engage with the arts and a space that transcends economic lines, transcends cultural lines, mm. and really can bring us all together. So I've always had this sense of um, of value towards arts and culture. And then as I got more involved in advocacy, many folks know that I worked at Planned Parenthood for six mm-hmm. years as a senior director of public affairs and communications. I went to UCF. I have actually two BAs, two masters, now getting my doctorate. Oh, my goodness. I know. What's your doctorate in? It's in public affairs. Awesome. And actually, my my um, class right now, we're doing work with UCF Celebrates the Arts. We're oh, actually, nice. Yeah, analyzing and studying that 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 event. So it's, it's you know, a lot of good kids met. But anyways... Um, I made the decision to run for office uh, this past cycle, and and our district, District 47, is home to arts in Central Mm -hmm. Florida. We have Lockhaven Park. We have Mm -hmm. um, Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. It it really is the heart of Central Florida, but it's the heart of arts and culture. Yeah, And uh, every door we knocked on, we knocked on 50,000 doors in our campaign. Um, Arts and culture came up a lot. And Mm -hmm. and, and it was easy for me to know why, but it was easy for me to connect because Mm -hmm. of my personal my personal story and my, my personal, um, you know, aspiration to continue to support the growth of arts and culture. And I knew when we won that this would be a priority for us. And to echo Representative Smith's points, um, I've been really, really happy to see a lot of support for the arts kind of bubble up in Tallahassee because mm. we led the charge. Mm-hmm. When we hosted that town hall in District 47 that brought out 300 people and, and really focused on the directly impacted community. And I want to make that clear. For me as an advocate, 
Um, it's not, a, I'm a hero only if I have to be, I'm a facilitator first. So the mm -hmm. honor to bring together those who are directly impacted, our nonprofits, our art leaders, our cultural leaders, and have, have those stories be heard to a huge and, you know, statewide audience. Um, it, it's been a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. uh, in my office in Tallahassee, we've had folks from Tampa Bay area come and talk to us about their arts concerns. We've had legislators from, you know, the Keys up to the Panhandle talk about arts culture funding now. So we're really doing our part to set a tone. That's uh, amazing. You know, in the world of of funding, and, and Flor Maria knows this better than anybody, but when you talk about grants, you talk about funding, there's the qualitative side uh, uh, and data and they're quantitative, right? Mm -hmm. And so we know all these numbers, and we're going to talk about those later, the economic return and how many jobs and all those hard facts. But what you just spoke about was the personal story, mm -hmm. the things that yeah. you see and hear and feel that you know to be true about the arts. And I love that you're representing us because you it comes from a personal place for you. Not only do you know that it, it offers all these things to the economy and to our state, but you also know that it saved your life, yes. right? Like Absolutely. you would be a different person today if it I wasn't for not, that little theater. Mm, I would not be here right now. It's <laughs> right, true. I right. would not be here right now if it wasn't for me watching Carousel, which is now one of my favorite musicals, and I have a vinyl of it, you know, <laughs> in my room because yeah. it's it's just so it's so meaningful to me. What I love about the arts too, especially in theater, it's a place where you can belong, even if you're broken. Mm. You know, a lot of people I knew had broken homes or things that were wrong in their life. You know, parents, you know, one in jail, blah blah, all that. Yeah. But when you're there. All that's out the window. You use the energy that that gives you and you channel it into something that you make Absolutely. together and it's beautiful and awesome and interesting and uh, it's bigger than any of you individually. Absolutely. And uh, I think everyone has that universal story about the arts. Yeah. Yeah. We have so much more to discuss. So please join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. We're talking to Representative Ana V. Escamani, Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, and Flor Maria Garcia, who we're going to turn this conversation over to to talk to us about the numbers and what's really happening with this funding. So join us back here. Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. This is Joshua Vickery with my wonderful and talented and lovely co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt. And today we have three uh, very important uh, guests and, and very important people to the conversation of state arts funding here in Florida. We have Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith and Representative Ana V. Escamani and Flor Maria Garcia, the president and CEO of United Arts. So, Flor Maria, we're going to dive right back into this because it's, it's, there's so much to this conversation. And you are one of my heroes and one of my mentors, truly, and such a stateswoman and so articulate about the importance of this funding stream. Uh, can you just give us a little bit of uh, why this is important to you personally, and then why is it important to the arts community? It's important to me personally because I think this public funding is all about making the arts accessible to people who normally would not have access to the arts. Um, and that's how I started in the arts was my sixth grade teacher took me to a symphony concert and mm. I had never in my life experienced uh, live arts and I went and I was so overwhelmed by the experience that it changed my life forever. Mm. So I want to be sure that 
every kid has an opportunity to experience the arts. Um, and that's what public funding does. It levels the playing field mm. for, for funding the arts. And last year, the state uh, arts council got cut by 94%. That is a huge... 94%. Is that the most out of any state in our country, do you know? Um, no, some some arts councils have been zeroed out by their mm. legislatures, mm. but th- those are less enlightened states. Than, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Florida knows Florida, better, right? right? Florida knows yeah, better. Yeah, they just cut by ninety four percent. But but state funding is a roller coaster ride. Um, but w- what is happening is that that many of the grants that the Division of Cultural Affairs supports are really going to underserved. Uh, for, for programs that serve underserved communities and mm-hmm. rural communities and low-income communities, and you make those cuts, and those kids or those audiences are not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. And so this year, the request and the, the recommended funding for more than 664 grants throughout Florida is $61 million, a little bit more, and we are hoping that the state legislature will support, uh, 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 reinstate the funding that we've had in past years. Mm. I mean, we've gone from a high of 43 million to a low of 2.6 million just in four years. Mm. So the funding is is really critical. Um, and, and for Central Florida, it means an additional $7 million of cultural funding for programs that would benefit our Central Florida residents. Mm. And this program, the funding program, is really broken into four different categories. Right. That's the Culture Endowment Program, uh, which which actually allows like a $240,000 match uh, for, for organizations that are beginning their endowment program. So talk about sustainability, a really mm-hmm. big piece of that. The Cultural Facilities Grants, which is helping with our spaces and our venues. Then specific cultural project grants, which a lot of our uh, really lean more towards diversity projects. Mm -hmm. And then our cultural museum grants, which is the big thing we're talking about. That's the operating support. And right now that's uh, a little over $42 million to 480 different organizations. I mean, you think about 480 organizations across the state and how many people they individually impact this is really a widespread issue mm-hmm. across our state. This is not just affecting a few people or a few organizations. It's really a, a, a big deal. And, and mm-hmm. on, uh, Representative Escamana, you've really been, uh, you you knew about all this, but you've been really schooled recently, <laughs> yeah. like how all this works in our state. <laughs> Can you just tell us, and Flormer, you jump in maybe if if, if, um, if, if if Anna needs a little help here, but tell us how do, how do these grants get funded? How do they get why do some organizations get to apply? What mm-hmm. is the process like? I you mean, know? it's such a well-vetted process. And that's mm. one reason why I, I support it so strongly is that there's there's another opportunity where groups can apply for funding. It's called a member appropriation. So it's, you know, a nonprofit cultural or arts group coming to someone like me and requesting for a funding line and we put it into the process. But that's a very political process. Mm-hmm. And it, it actually can really divide our efforts right. because it, mm. you know, spreads spreads things unevenly across the legislature. Mm. At the end of the day, those who have more political power are more likely to get those funding requests done. Mm. And that's not fair. That's mm-hmm. not okay to all the nonprofits who are going through this well-vetted process um, to apply. Mm. And, you know, part of our part of our efforts to learn about the process more has been meeting with the Department of State, meeting with some of our um, uh, administrative arts leaders who work in the state of Florida and they, they all agree this program is really built to work, but what's necessary is to fully fund it via mm. the legislature. Mm. And I do want to say that the arts are a bipartisan initiative. Mm. It is both, arts are both re- 
supported by both Republican and Democrats. Absolutely. I mean, we, we go both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and truly, uh, most people love the arts. We have a huge percentage of the population that say they participate mm. uh, with the arts on a, on a regular basis. I mean, just think about if you sing in your church choir, mm-hmm. Absolutely. you are an arts lover and an arts participant. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all over the place. And especially for our kids, it engenders creative thinking. Um, there, there's a huge creative industry here in Central Florida. We have programs that are feeding kids into those creative industries. And from an economic development uh, perspective, for every $1 invested in the arts, there's a $9 return on your investment. And in Central Florida, it's a $400 million economic impact on an annual basis. So we're not asking for a handout. We're Mm -hmm. asking for an investment Mm -hmm. into our creative, um, our creativity, our children, um, our economy, our education process, Mm. and um, where are you going to get? $9 $9 return on right. a $1 investment. I wish I, I wish I knew where that investment was because that sounds really good. It's a deal. And it's a major... Can you explain that, the $9 investment on a dollar? Yeah. Sure. Um, what what happens is uh, for a dollar that's invested in the arts, there's residual $9 other invested in salaries or you go okay. out to a cultural event and you go out and eat dinner, mm-hmm. some at a restaurant, mm-hmm. you pay for parking, you pay for a babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, all of this residual revenue is generated as a result. Artists who are hired by cultural organizations and administrators are all, we're all paying taxes. So mm-hmm. this is a major economy for uh, not just Central Florida, but for the entire state of Florida. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and we I'll, employ more than th- 13,700 people. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is, mm-hmm. it's, it's a job creator, too. I mean, in Orange County specifically, we have 4,284 arts-related businesses that employ over 31,000 people. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's a big part of this conversation. Not only is it about programs and things for the arts organizations, but it is about the economy as well. These right. are real jobs. Think These about are, it. It's where you park your car. It's where you go for a drink after the show. It's right? all of it, those yep. things. Yep. It's getting you out of your home and out and mm-hmm. experiencing life with these cultural activities. Well, Represent- and also really important is the arts bring people together. Mm-hmm. And in these mm-hmm. troubled times... The arts are about diversity, they're about inclusion, they're about tolerance, they're Mm -hmm. about understanding differences, Mm -hmm. and really bringing us all together in really productive, positive ways. Yeah, and also it's, you know, we just talked about this last week with Rollins College. Um, They're doing a show right now that really is featuring the Me Too movement. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's the arts allow us to have conversations about things that normally those feel you know, uh, you know, th- th- it makes it safe, right? Mm-hmm. It makes you, it allows you to experience and to see and then have conversation on the drive home about what you just saw. And it, it's, it's really allows those doors to be opened for mm-hmm. some of these things. And it's, I mean, the arts are so imperative and so important. Uh, uh, Representative Smith, I just want to, uh, you know, throw this back to you for a second, because, you know, all of these numbers that Flo Maria and, and Anna just threw out, you know, they're so impressive about, you know, the arts is truly a, a driver, an economic driver. They're, um, they're not just a handout, right? Also, that 74.9%, 74.9% of visitors who come to Florida participate in a cultural activity. We mentioned this is already a bipartisan support. You said there's a whole lot of closet support that's coming out up there in Tallahassee. But why? Right. so why why are the arts getting cut? What If we know it's important, there is seems to be support. Why, why were we the second uh, lowest uh, funded state last year? W- what's happening? Well, that's a great question. You know, I think that what we have to do is we have to accept and understand that 
state leaders in Tallahassee, when they pass a budget every single year, which affects things like arts and culture, it affects transportation, healthcare, our public schools, infrastructure, uh, that when, that if they make the decision to slash funding, uh, by 94% compared to the previous year, which is what they did with arts and culture, that they're making, they're making a priorities statement. Mm -hmm. The budget is a values document. And what that exposed is that they see diminishing values. Republican leaders in Tallahassee who control the process see diminishing value for funding the arts and cultural programs. So what we have to do, the message that, that we received from that and what we have to take action on is educating them on the facts and helping them understand how much of an impact uh, the art has on our economy. You know, you mentioned that uh, that tourism is a big drive for arts and culture in Florida, that, that the reason folks uh, are coming to Florida is to spend money on mm-hmm. arts and culture. Mm-hmm. That's 75% of our tourists spend money on these programs and these forms of arts and cultural entertainment while they're visiting the state. Our residents spend as well, but not as much as our visitors. So that's a vital part of our economy. Just to give our listeners an understanding of what's happened and how dramatic these cuts have been, in 2015, uh, arts and cultural programs received $43 million from the state through the Division of Cultural Affairs matching grant program. It went from $43 million the next year to $35 million, then in 2017 to $33 million, then in 2018 to $25 million, and now... In this budget year of 2019, they gave us $2.7 mm. million. Mm. When you see that dramatic decline, you realize, wait a minute, the excuses that we've heard that the reason that arts and culture was cut was because of the, for example, horrific tragedy of Marjorie Stoneman Douglas, and they needed to reprioritize, uh, re- reprioritize school safety. That's part of it. But but this has been on a decline for many mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. So we really have to uh, be good activists and advocates for the cause. We need to promote things like the um, Arts and Cultural Day in the Florida Capitol, mm-hmm. uh, which is going to be coming up on the 13th of March, which is a, a Wednesday uh, in Tallahassee, so that uh, folks will have an opportunity to meet with their state representatives and state senators to talk about what the impact is. And by the way, storytelling in this process matters. We have to be able to specifically say what programs are funded by the matching the matching grant uh, program through the state. You know, when we had our town hall a few weeks ago with Representative Eskamani and other community leaders, uh, the town hall began uh, with a speaker named Pam Cancer uh, from the mm-hmm. Holocaust uh, center of central Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she talked about how she had applied, uh, and was approved through the vetting process, which Rep. Eskamani mentioned is, is so well vetted and, and well researched. She applied for, I believe, $90,000 from the state. Uh, and because of the budget cuts, she received just under $6,000 of that. The mm. impact to the Holocaust center of central Florida was that they had to cancel an international exhibit that they were uh, slated to host on educating the public about 
the theft of Jewish property by the Nazi party uh, in the 1940s. She had to cancel that exhibit as a result of the cut, um, which is so devastating and dramatic. Uh, and I think it's important that people tell these stories about what these uh, matching grants really do fund and the impact that it has on the community for lawmakers to really we fully fund Car- the, the the matching grant program. Carlos, can you hear it? You can hear me, right? You just went out for a short moment there. We have to, yeah. to take a break. Would you stick around for our last segment? If, was that okay? Absolutely. All right, because I have a question for you. Thank you, listeners. This is a very important subject today that we're talking about. This is our state, our community, and it really does matter. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with you, Joshua Vickery, myself, Mary Thompson Hunt, on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. Welcome back to From the Heart with Joshua Vickery and myself, Mary Thompson Hunt. We're having one of probably the most important shows we've had in a while because Mm -hmm. we're talking about not only why the arts are important, but how we can sustain them and grow them in Central Florida and Florida. And that's very important right now. As you know, the climate out there for the arts isn't as supportive as it's Mm -hmm. been in the past. And we really need more support to keep it growing because we know what it does for our communities. So Anna, Anna Eskamani, 47th District House of Representatives. (laughs) Proud you're here, girl. (laughs) Thank Um, you. What can the one listener out there do besides go and buy a ticket? Uh, what can we do to continue the arts growing in our area and there, in any area from where someone's from? I so appreciate that question. There's so much we can each do. And Representative Smith did mention um, Arts Day in the Capitol, March 13th, for those who are able to travel. Um, I definitely encourage you to get on the bus and, and come to Tallahassee. Mm. So um, where can they find out information at home? Is there a website to go to? Absolutely. So we have... Um, flca.net and this is the florida cultural alliance and so this is an organization that's statewide that's that organizes this day of action that can be your main point of contact to sign up and and find transportation uh it's so important that your legislators see you and hear your stories so that's going to be our first okay ask. and you said uh, find transportation are there buses going down uh, there should be you can get on the red bus okay the last four years this will be my fifth year and it's really an enlightening experience and listeners anyone can go and do this and it's so great because you're able to access your legislators and their staff to be able to tell your stories and it really brings kind of the government home right mm-hmm. you're yeah. able to really um, get a glimpse into what's going on and you're able there might be something that listener you can share personally that might be the one thing that would, would, so tur- would turn a legislator's it's so true. mind it's so, so true. it's huge it is huge and like it, your it, story at the top of the show today right absolutely <laughs> and and you know stories transcend in ways that numbers can't always so when you have them together i mean it's powerful and so that's that's the first ask what's now, this red bus that you're talking about they can get to it's tallahassee called the red, it's called the red coach and it's <laughs> it's a cheap easy fare to this get up a to great tallahassee. Pl- a great Seriously? plug for the red coach okay <laughs> yeah but it's a bus company. Well, I, I, okay. I just want to add. I just want to add to that. If you can't uh, find the time to go to Tallahassee, because we know that that's not accessible to everyone, there are other ways that you can help. Um, in particular, to contact your elected officials through email, through phone. You can go to myfloridahouse.gov to find your house representative. You can go to flsenate.gov to identify your state senator. 
mm-hmm. and contact them and ask them to fully fund uh, this program for arts and culture funding, which would be a little over $61 million to support 664 um, organizations who've been vetted and approved. And I also encourage folks to use the hashtag FundFloridaArts online, mm. as that's been the hashtag that we've been using from our town hall that can really help continue this conversation. And that's in the Fund FL space. Arts, right? Isn't you it Fund it. FL Arts? Yeah. Oh, you Fund got it. FL Arts. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, and keep the conversation going. It, it has to be ever present as the legislature pieces together what will be about an $89 billion state budget. Wow. So you're holding office now. Does it matter when you pick up your call and someone's left you a message that you don't know saying, please support the arts? Or, oh, it does matter. It does. And you listen Absolutely. to all those calls. We archive every email, every call. We have a constituent tracker at our office. It's noticed. It's, really? It's especially noticed when it comes at a huge volume. You can't ignore it at that point. So, yes, well, because it does I, matter. And I feel like, you know, because I know... You, Anna, and you, Carlos, personally, I know that you take representing the people that you serve very seriously. So when you hear from your people and those things rise to the top of yeah. what's important, then you feel a charge, right? Like you Absolutely. said, arts and culture was something when you were knocking the doors. You heard a lot, Absolutely. and that's why you're doing it. Wow. It makes a difference. It does. And actually, yesterday in one of my committee meetings, I read an email from a constituent. You know, So it, it does impact us. And and I would never take that for granted. Don't think your voice doesn't matter in this process. Mm. So, Flo Maria, you know, you have been in, in leadership for uh, uh, for your whole career and you've seen the ups and downs of funding. How are you feeling about this year? Do you... I'm feeling good about this year. Oh, you didn't even hesitate to say yeah. that. I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because we started activating our statewide cultural network early in the summer Mm -hmm. and we got my counterparts out um, to talk to their arts constituents um, and they have we also started meeting face-to-face with our state legislators early this summer Mm -hmm. so I have visited every single member of the Central Florida delegation I'm now picking up the newly elected ones and I'll be seeing those a couple of more people in the next month or so, but face-to-face in their offices, in their local offices, where we've been able to have a substantive conversation Mm. about what's going on. And I will tell you, every single legislator that I have met with was shocked Mm. that the funding got cut Mm -hmm. by Mm -hmm. 94%. They don't even know. They didn't know. And so everybody is feeling terrible about this, and they all want to help. And Mm. throughout the state, all of my counterparts are doing the same thing, meeting face-to-face with their legislators and activating our cultural sector to call, email, have those face-to-face visits. So I think that there's a lot of buzz out there um, about reinstating the funding and um, mm. it's a it's about awarenesses and about education and one of the things that I've seen I haven't been in this very long but I've never seen kind of these regional barriers dropped and everybody kind of holding hands mm. and mobilizing mm-hmm. the entire state to work mm-hmm. together I mean mm-hmm. you're hearing it from other different legislators absolutely and, and it's funny you know something that Representative Smith and I did is we sent a, an email to the entire body of the Florida House 120 members in total and their staff and in that email we we talked about our town hall. We included links to the articles. I included the op-ed that I wrote. And we encourage all of our lawmakers to host their own town hall and offer our support to make that happen. And mm. sure enough, you know, in the elevator, one of my colleagues, who's a Republican from the panhandle, was <laughs> on his phone and said, oh, yeah, I saw your email. So, nice. you know, we're starting nice. the conversation. We, we want to make sure that it's it's ever present. And that's why hearing from those who are patrons of the arts, those who are employees of the arts, we need your voice to be heard in this process. Yeah, and what's so beautiful about Magic 107.7 FM is it has, there, there's such a wide um, 
area for, that our people are listening. So you might be in Tampa right now. You might be in Daytona Beach. You might be up in the Lakeland area. Or in the dressing room at, at Disney because yes. it's all over Disney property. We know this all is of the our station Disney they listen friends to. Friends uh-huh. in the break rooms, you're listening to this uh, uh-huh. on Sunday right night. Up. And so Hi. we're talking to <laughs> lots of artists right now, lots of artists. And I just want you to know that there are people in Tallahassee who are fighting for you. Uh, you know, uh, Representative um, Smith and Representative Eskamani wrote an email mm. to all of their colleagues saying, hey, guys, this is important mm. and we've got to pay attention to this. That just gives me goosebumps and chills to know that this is something that we're not taking lightly in Tallahassee. It's uh-huh. really it's really amazing. And I love how Flo Maria, who probably has her finger and pulse on this better than anyone, didn't even hesitate to say, mm. I'm feeling good about this this oh, year. Yeah. the most activated our cultural sector sector in all of Florida has been. By the way, the Miami-Dade people mm. held a town meeting and they had to move the venue because 300 people, th- that was they did not have a venue big enough. They wow. needed a venue for 500 people. Wow. wow. And that That's is awesome. where the, state, the, speaker. the speaker is, Jose yeah. Olivas, and they've already been having conversations with him. Wow. And, I, and I did talk to the speaker about this, too. For those who don't know, the Speaker of the House is, you know, arguably one of the most powerful figures in Tallahassee. And my meeting with him, I brought up arts funding alongside with the appropriations chair of the Florida House. And I know Representative Smith did the same. Yeah, it's amazing. And so, yeah. Carlos, uh, I know you're still driving and uh, we, we hear you. Can you just <laughs> tell us, you know, this is we're really pumped right now. We're activated. We're making people aware that this thing, that this uh, funding stream has been cut. But we need to create a movement, right? This isn't just about now. And maybe we get some of this back or even fully funded. How does the arts community create a movement where people understand this is something that is imperative. We just can't cut it again. Right. Well, I mean, and that's a great question. And look, the reality is, is that people uh, feel like we really have some mojo, but we also (laughs) have our work cut out for us. We've got to keep stepping up our game to let uh, political leaders know that we mean business. Mm. When Governor Ron DeSantis rolled out his budget recommendation for the entire budget, mm-hmm. he appropriate. He recommended a mere five million dollars for this program, fully funding the uh, Division of Cultural Affairs is a sixty-one million dollar uh, mm-hmm. project. That's mm-hmm. important because it goes to over six hundred organizations. So the reality is, is that that five million dollars recommended by Governor DeSantis is not enough. Mm-hmm. We have to organize. We have to continue supporting the arts uh, with our own pocketbooks and by calling and emailing lawmakers. You know, I, I, I'm doing a lot of research on my own to try to be the best and most powerful and, and knowledgeable advocate about arts and culture that I can. That does come in the form of, you know, going like we did last Friday to the Orlando Ballet where there was just an amazing, an amazing show uh, by Lamos put on by Robert Hill and the entire company of Orlando Ballet that, so, so we're, we're continuing to help the arts in that way uh, while we're, I guess, research, researching the issue. Of course, I love the arts. Easy topic to research. Right, yeah. right. Careful, yeah, you're driving. A good excuse to go to some good shows, right? <laughs> right. Over that, research. That was my, yeah. hard, my very difficult homework uh, <laughs> as a lawmaker was to have a couple glasses of wine and enjoy the ballet with my partner. But in all, in all seriousness, like we've got to step up our game. Mm-hmm. We can't take five million dollars as the final answer. We need to fully fund these programs, and we really need to let lawmakers know that we mean business. And I know that I do. Uh, last year, I voted against the budget in part uh, because of the cuts to mm-hmm. the arts, and uh, we're going to play hardball this year. You can 
you can count on Thank that you. for sure. Yeah, here, here. So well said, uh, Carlos. And, and I, Carlos, I got to see you and hug you at that ballet. But let me just say to both you and to Representative Smith, to uh, Representative Escamani, and please tell your colleagues, when you walk into a cultural show or event or fundraiser, I can't tell you how much that means to us mm. as art leaders because we feel like, you know, the, the warriors have arrived, right? It's one thing to say, I support arts, but when we see you show up and we see you help us work the room and you, and you talk about the importance, it means so much to us. So thank you for doing that. And we know your schedules are packed and overpacked and, <laughs> and, you know, your chief of staff is in here going, we got to get on the road. Let's go, let's go, go. <laughs> no, no, he didn't really say that. But, but when you make time to actually be at those arts events and yeah. you, and you go and hug those art leaders and tell them that you're cheering them on and supporting them, it really does mean a whole lot, and we're, we're very, very grateful for it. You make time for what you want, and yeah. we, we want to do this. Well, we appreciate it. So, Florida, Honored to do it. Honored to do it. Thank yeah. you for what you do as well. Absolutely. Oh, it's, Thank you, it's Carlos. our pleasure. I look so, forward to meeting you in person one day. You guys haven't met yet? I don't think so. Oh, you're missing out. He's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Flora Maria, uh, can you just kind of leave us with a final charge here? Talk to us about, again, what can we be doing um, and why, again, is this important? And before, Mary, I just want to mention to you, you know, you, you started the segment by saying this might be one of the most important conversations we've had. And, and we've been so lucky to have so many conversations with the TV show and the radio show. But you're right. This conversation affects all of the other conversations that we've mm -hmm. ever had. That's why I've been saying so little. I don't want to say anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's important because think about all of those all of the things that we've talked about yeah. and how these cuts drastically affect, affect those, lives so. and it affects the, especially the children growing up and what they can have. They should all have an experience to be able to be in a play or play an instrument or dance or yeah, sing. Absolutely. Or yeah. see the symphony like mm -hmm. in yeah. Flora Maria. So, mm -hmm. so Flora Maria, leave us with a charge here and uh, give us your final words on how we can support Representative Smith and Representative Escamani in this charge. Because everyone deserves the arts, no matter what your socioeconomic level is or whether you can afford to go or not, everyone deserves to have that mm -hmm. access. Please call your legislators, call them, email them, and tell them that it's critically important to fully support the $61 million funding recommended this year to fund the Florida Division of Cultural Affairs. Mm. It's simple message, right? right? Fully fund the arts yeah. here because it's important. It's important. It should be important to every single person. Yeah, absolutely. Well, representatives and you can find out your legislator by just going to Google, put in your zip code, and ask who your legislator is and their phone number, and you'll get it. What do we do without Google, Mary? I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Representative Carlos Guillermo Smith, Representative Ana V. Escamani, and Flor Maria Garcia, thank you for the work that you do in the arts, and thank you for this conversation today. It's been very important and needed. Mary, always a pleasure. This was good. This was heavy. Listen, I can't wait until we have a radio show where we bring these people back on and celebrate. And we celebrate. And we celebrate. And the problem is we have too much money. <laughs> We've been fully oh, funded. So listeners, get involved. Get engaged. This is your fight, too. We need our arts here in our community. Join us back here next week on Magic 107.7 FM. From, from the, the heart. heart.